You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Food Code. I think we start every podcast this way. We do. We do. We want to welcome people. We want you to be welcomed. (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about how to make cut phases easier. So if you have listened to The Food Code for a period of time, you've likely heard um, us talk about a concept called periodization. And this is something that we utilize uh, with our clients for seasons of dieting, right? Where we periodize the nutritional uh, intake based upon their goals. And sometimes that requires going into cut phases for two, three, maybe even four weeks at a time. Um, But then to avoid metabolic adaptation, we bring them back out of that cut to maintenance, kind of to restore homeostasis and monitor, you know, biofeedback along the way, possibly do some refeed days in there as well. So today we're going to kind of talk about when you decide to go into a cut phase or what we call in season, um, how to make it easier. Yeah. So cut phases are, we are very upfront with our clients about them. They are not, um, fun necessarily. Uh, you know, everyone wants the results, but this is kind of the whole thing of you got to put in the work to get the results type place. Um, cut phases are not about balancing your lifestyle. Um, that is, you know, working long-term cut phases are about losing weight and losing body fat, more importantly. And so when we approach these, we are very clear with our clients. I, you know, I want you to understand this is not going to be rainbows and butterflies. You're not going to be able to include all the drinks on the weekend and let it fit your macros and, you know, eat poor quality food. You're probably going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And these periods need to be strict because if we are taking the time to put your body in a famine state on purpose, we're, we're giving your body less to work with. We need to do it in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And to do it in the best way possible, we need to make sure nutrient and vitamin availability is high, meaning you include high quality foods, not just filling your, you know, cut calories with donuts and alcohol. It's really hard to do that anyways, but you need to eat quality food Mm -hmm. so that your body's still getting nutrients because now you're eating less. And so when we eat less, we already have less available vitamins and nutrients. So we need to include lots of good quality foods and we need to make sure that stress is low. Yeah. If you are in a time right now where work is absolutely crazy, your kids are driving you up a wall, like things are just not going your way, not a good time to go into a cut. You're only going to spike cortisol more and then it's just going to be a disaster and you're going to be frustrated. And then what's going to happen is you're going to swing the pendulum extremely hard into the opposite direction of this is too hard. I can't do this. I'm frustrated. You know, getting into that mindset of this is for me and I'm doing this with an intentional goal versus like, okay, I did it for three days and I didn't see any results. So forget it. It's not working because it takes time. You know, we've talked on other podcasts about your body adapting and it takes time. Just like when we go through a reverse diet and the healing process, depending upon the length and the depth of your dieting history before, that's going to, you know, make a difference in how long it takes you to heal and to restore hormone health and 
you know, get to a place where you're feeling good and you're sleeping well and digestion is good and you have energy throughout the day, right? Like the healing process takes time in the same way that when we go into a cut phase, it does take a little time for the body to respond. Totally. Absolutely. Some people, I would say the people that respond the most are people that have been eating high calorie for quite some time. Absolutely. Um, the people that have been eating low calorie for a long time with like maybe some high calorie days spread in there, it's probably going to take some time and we're probably not going to put you in a calorie cut right away. We're going to take you out of the deficit you've been in to be eating more consistently. Mm -hmm. And then when we feel your body is ready and when your body tells you it's ready, we can try to go into the cut phase. But cut phases are not for everyone right away. No matter how bad you want to lose weight, sometimes you cannot go into a cut phase effectively and in a healthy way for your body if you are in a place coming from a chronic calorie deficit. And so we're going to talk about how to make cut phases a little bit easier. But if you're the lady out there that has been eating a thousand calories every day for the past three years, we are not talking to you. Mm -hmm. you, you are not someone we want going into a cut phase. You are someone that needs to bring calories up if you're trying to lose weight and you can't right now. And you need to heal your body so that it's capable of losing weight in a healthy way because it doesn't matter how bad you want it or what you're doing. If your body's not healthy, it's not going to lose weight. Yeah. And we talk a ton about that, you know, in metabolic prehab. That's mm -hmm. the program that we've designed to help women who have been chronically dieting over the course of, you know, months or years get out of this place. And we don't do it with supplements and we don't do it with, you know, meal replacement shakes and bars and fillers of things. We do it with whole foods because your body is lacking the nutrients. You brought up a great point in the very beginning yeah. here. Um, whether or not you're severely under eating now or you're getting ready to go into a cut phase, we need high quality foods so that we can get the nutrients and, you know, absorb and absorb them, right? Digest them well, be going to the bathroom every day, not having like bloating or constipation, days where we don't go and then days where we're going all day long and, you know, kind of um, the dumping syndrome is what I call it. And so, you know, metabolic prehab, you can go metabolicprehab.com. You can read more there or inside of our Fit Mom um, Facebook group. We talk a lot about nutrition education and topics specifically around people who have you know done every diet out there mm -hmm. and are feeling stuck and haven't seen the results but this is specifically to help clients who maybe are eating around 2022 2400 right now and are getting ready to go into a cut phase and we want to just you know give you some tips here to make it a little bit easier for you so number one as a coach what we look at when we look to remove calories and restrict um, these the energy and the nutrients, we try to keep protein and fat as high as possible um, because both of those are very satiating. Um, protein is the building block of our body and our goal is to lose fat not lose fat and muscle at the same time. So we need to make sure that protein is adequate. Um, fat is also very important for healthy hormones, especially for females. So we have this like minimum threshold, mm -hmm. which is about 50 to 60 grams, depending upon, you know, the client. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And carb carbohydrates are technically non-essential to the body, but I don't like saying that too, because it's scientifically they're not essential. Um, but carbohydrates are our main source of fiber and a ton of vitamins and nutrients and they're delicious and they're energizing and you need them in the body because they help blunt stress. We talk about this all the time, guys. Carbohydrates help bring stress levels down. And so anyone that's super high stress out there that's trying the keto diet, no, not a good idea. Not right. a good idea. Keto actually increases stress on the body because carbohydrates are removed. Carbohydrates help 
reduce stress on the body. And yeah. so we drop them a little bit, obviously, during a cut phase, but we try not to drop them much lower than like, depending on how much the person weighs, like 120 grams a day, especially if they're working out because we mm-hmm. want to fuel exercise. We want to maintain as much muscle as possible. And so unless the person is dealing with insulin resistance, blood sugar regulation issues, we might look somewhere there with you know reducing carbs a little bit more. But for most people, we are not dropping carbs a ton either. We're trying to just cut a little bit off the top on all of them. Um, make sure you're still getting adequate protein. We usually don't drop it below like 0.7 grams per pound mm-hmm. of body weight, um, depending on how low that person's going in the cut. And the nice thing about periodization is that we can go a little bit lower with calories mm-hmm. than we might normally go if you were just doing a straight cut for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, because the you know we're because we're bringing calories up every two weeks, every three weeks, whatever it might be we are causing the ability to not see that adaptation as easily. So we can go a little bit more extreme with the calorie counts. We're never like crazy, crazy, but. And sometimes depending upon the person with their activity level, we actually look to reduce stress from exercise Mm -hmm. as well. So we might tone it down a little bit. If you're somebody who is doing high intensity training four days a week and then strength training, you know, two to three days a week on top of that, or you're running and you're doing a lot of static cardio, we will typically periodize your exercise program at the same time that we go into this cut phase because you are going to be tired. Again, calories are energy for the body. It's nutrients that we need as fuel. And so if you want to do this the right way, then we start to look at increasing NEAT and maybe backing off the intense workouts, you know, maybe toning it down two to three days instead of four to five days. Yeah. So food wise, how can we make cuts a little bit easier? Because like we said, when you're restricting the body of calories, it's normal to be hungry. It's normal, you know, to have cravings. It's normal to have all these things happen. Um, And so how can we kind of spread the food farther? I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, So number one, I, I usually recommend to clients like try not to take out a snack or a meal. Try to just skim off the top. So if you know you're normally eating you know, five or six ounces of protein and some vegetables and, you know, a a hefty portion of starch. Try to just take a little bit away from each. Mm -hmm. Try to maybe reduce protein by an ounce. Try to maybe up carbohydrate or up vegetables in that meal and reduce the carb Um, because vegetables are obviously very low calorie. You can utilize fruits like berries, um, you know, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries are all very low calorie compared to like bananas, Mm -hmm. mangoes, stuff like that. Clementines are great, you know, little options for low calorie snacks. So picking the right foods and for meals wise and snacks wise, don't remove them because then you're expanding time between eating. Mm -hmm. Try to just take a little bit off the top so that you're still getting to eat, you know, relatively frequently. Um, I usually recommend that during cuts as I recommend not like having big meals and waiting six or seven hours between them, but trying to have a little bit more frequent, smaller meals. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the most important thing too is drinking water throughout the day. Totally. Right. Um, Because that will help you kind of stay satiated. But um, when you're going into the cut phase, if we're looking at things that you normally eat, if you're eating a lot of red meat or a lot of like chicken thighs, chicken thighs are a little bit more um, juicy than regular, um, we can look to do, you know, some other leaner proteins, less fatty meat. Um, So this would be like chicken tenders, chicken breast, boneless, skinless, uh, turkey. You can do, you know, 90, three, seven, or even 99, one. Uh, you can also do tuna, seafood, uh, white fish is very lean. Salmon is going to be your, you know, higher calorie, a little bit more fat, uh, fish. So looking, you know, shrimp, 
other things that aren't going to have extra calories from the fat, egg whites instead of, you know, whole eggs. So for example, right now, if you're doing maybe two eggs with a half a cup of egg whites, increase your egg whites and drop down to one egg. I do like a yolk on my eggs. So I, do I don't want to give it a better flavor. Yeah. And egg sure. whites are like watery when you don't include something. Else. Yes. And I like, <laughs> so I'll scramble them with, you know, vegetables, diced mm-hmm. vegetables. Cause you know, typically breakfast is where we struggle to get, um, veggies in anyways. Um, but you can look to do, you know, leaner, uh, dairy too, instead of full fat dairy. So maybe like Greek yogurt around 80 mm-hmm. to hundred calories, watch the sugar there. Um, cottage cheese, Yep. you know, going to a lower fat one. Good culture is the best brand that I personally recommend. It gives you about 19 grams of protein for 120 calories. Whereas some other ones are like hundred calories with 12 grams of protein. I can't get past the texture of cottage cheese. A lot of people can't, you know, what I love <laughs> to do is put either, um, this is going to sound really strange, but I like pineapple and cottage cheese is okay. good. Tomatoes uh, is also I hate good. Tomatoes. Um, but that's okay. I like Greek yogurt. I think a lot of people either hate both yogurt and cottage cheese or some people like like both of them. Yeah. I like yogurt, so I'm I'm good with that. But I know cottage cheese is great for like protein options and yeah. snacks. Just can't do it. Just can't do it. A lot of people can't do it with the texture. But, you know, if you're somebody who likes that, I would just recommend taking a look at that, um, like the brand that you're getting. And, you know, I always say aim to get about 15 to 20 grams at each meal and snack Mm -hmm. that will help you throughout the day. So we already mentioned this, but a lot of veggies. So including the less starchy veggies here, um, because, you know, when we get into some of the starchier vegetables, you can rack up. Oh, yeah. Carrots, squash, sweet potatoes, all those kinds of things. You can definitely take in easily 100. 200 calories of those mm-hmm. um you know i think like eight to ten carrots is a serving yeah and it's like it's like 50 calories 40 or 50 calories but those definitely starchy veggies add up quite a bit mm-hmm. but be careful too because when you go into a cut and if you start introducing a crap ton of vegetables you're also probably going to be experiencing a crap ton of gas okay <laughs> so be careful the types of vegetables that you're including i personally find broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, I need to use sparingly because those tend to cause a lot more gas for me. I'm good with like, and this is a lot of low FODMAP stuff like green beans, zucchini, um, mushrooms, stuff like that tend to be a little bit easier on the gut. Um, So being kind of aware of what you might be feeling because on a cut, obviously you're trying to lose weight, feel better. You don't want to be feeling bloated all the time from all the vegetables you're consuming. And I would say too, watch out for garlic and onion. Those are kind of two Mm -hmm. things that trigger um, gas and fermentation in the gut. Um, One of the things though, that is really great that I love, especially when I am cutting is to do more fermented foods. So I'll do like Mm -hmm. sauerkraut. I'll do some pickles. Obviously they're very, uh, or no calories, like maybe five calories, yeah. you know? Um, and so I'll, I'll snack on those maybe with a little bit of hummus or something, roll it up in, uh, like a high quality organic deli meat, um, with some other vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to do leafy greens or like lettuce wraps as a snack, those are always great option too. Um, I know Becca, you love to do like cauliflower rice mixed with yeah, rice. I do, especially when I'm cutting, I usually, whenever Nick and I do like taco night or something with like Asian stir fry, um, I'll do, I'll make white rice because he enjoys rice and I enjoy rice too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll make a bunch of cauliflower rice and then I'll just like mix in maybe a fourth of a cup of white rice and it creates a nice consistency. Um, yeah. I don't like cauliflower rice just by more, itself. No, cauliflower rice is super gross, mm-hmm. but you have to add like sauces or some type of yeah. heavy seasoning to it. Yeah. It is, I'll, I'll say it straight up. It is not rice. Like cauliflower rice is imitation rice and it doesn't taste like rice. And so you have to hide the flavor of yeah. that yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. 
Okay. So the next thing here is because we understand people don't want to do just salad all the time or bowls all the time. Sometimes you want to wrap or mm-hmm. you want like a breakfast burrito or a sandwich. So start to look at labels and start doing this now. So pick lighter breads. Um, we love Dave's killer bread, the thin one. That's about 70 calories per slice, whereas the regular one is 110 calories. Um, and so there you're saving 80 calories if you're doing a sandwich, you know, yeah. um, you can also do, I found some high fiber wraps that are great. They're 50 calories. The Joseph's one. Mm, I haven't tried the Joseph's one. This is called OLE. Ole. Okay. It says wellness on the uh, gotcha. front. I can link it out. To I think Amazon. it might be Ole. Ole. Yeah. yeah could be. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a Mexican brand. Um, but I love that for like breakfast burritos. Totally. You know what also are really great are flat out. Mm-hmm. brand because yep. they're like 11 grams of protein in them yep um and they're they, they usually do like flatbreads wraps stuff like that um sometimes if i'm really craving pizza and i'm gonna cut i'll do like a flat out flatbread with like a little bit of low sugar barbecue sauce and i'll do like a barbecue chicken pizza yeah um and you can do something like that but i love flat out i do the joseph's they're pretty good they're very thin so you can't put like a ton of stuff in them um at least the pita is but those are great and then um you know even like just like the healthy choice 35 calorie slices of bread you mm-hmm. know Yep. If you have gut issues, we would recommend sticking to like sourdough. Mm-hmm. Um, it tends to be a little bit better for people with like IBS and, um, you know, maybe like a other type of digestive issues where you're experiencing like acid reflux and stuff like that. Yep. Sourdough tends to be a little bit easier on the gut. Um, but we love and sourdough can be also really low calorie. Mm-hmm. A lot of places do like super thin sliced sourdough. Yeah. So if you're craving a sandwich or you're craving, you know, some toast in the morning with your eggs or something like that, those are other great options. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, you know, getting creative maybe with protein powder, you can add protein mm-hmm. powder to different things. You can make, you know, smoothies and you don't have to throw in all of the fruits and stuff. But one of my favorite things is just to do um, a mix of greens and then some berries with some protein powder and blend that up. You know, if you are more of in the bulking season, you might be having a five, 600 calorie <laughs> smoothie, but you can still make them, you know, 180 to 220 calories with a lot of protein and it tastes good and you can enjoy it. So, yep. and then the last thing here is water, sparkling water, tea, um, iced coffee. We, you guys know that we love our coffee, um, versus like all of the sugar filled drinks that you may be consuming now and just not even thinking about. So like lattes, totally. you know, we have another podcast mm-hmm. I can link out with some calorie dense foods to watch out for, yep. but you want to rely on some of these zero calorie beverages. Um, and I know me personally, we love the Spindrift sparkling water. Love Spindrift. It just keeps me fuller. I mean, it's totally. more volume in your stomach. Totally. So. And then like if you're really craving wine or something like that, doing like kombucha in a wine glass or some sparkling water mm-hmm. in a wine glass or I like vitamin water zero sometimes. Um, it's pretty tasty and it cures my little like if I want something sweet um, mm-hmm. to drink. Uh, and then, you know, I know Liz mentioned lastly, but very lastly, you have to sleep mm-hmm. because we all know sleep impacts our stress levels. If you are wanting to see weight loss and body fat loss, you have got to get your sleep, guys. Reduce stress, get good sleep, listen to your body, and make sure that you are putting in the effort during these cut phases. Like you don't want to go into a calorie deficit and essentially restrict your body for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in this time too, you're going to have to be okay with saying no to certain things or maybe skipping events when you can't say um, no to temptation when you're there and you just feel like it doesn't align with your goals. We have to set ourselves up um, and protect our time. And if you're doing a cut phase intentionally for fat loss, you can't be going out on Friday night and drinking all the wine, getting late night tacos. Like it's not going to help you get to where I don't you care if it fits your macros. Yeah. It's not going to help. Okay. <laughs> I tell people this all the time and they're like, they're in our cut phase and they're drinking like two or three drinks on Saturday night. And I'm like, 
it's not helping. Mm-hmm. You might be okay. Some people, maybe it can make it work, but like it's not helping the process. No. And in this place, there is a time and a place for you to enjoy life and have a balanced lifestyle during a cut phase is not it. And that's why we keep them short. Yep. You know, 10 days to maybe 21 days yep. depending upon the person what they have going on that's why we look at our client's lifestyle yes. and periodize it according to their lifestyle to make your lifestyle work for you yep. rather than trying to make this diet work for your lifestyle so mm-hmm. um that's all we wanted to share with you today we hope that you have a fantastic day and we'll be back with another episode in a couple of days Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.